All right, so we are back at Firestone Fieldhouse here in Malibu, California, home of the Pepperdine Waves, who fall tonight to BYU by a score of 75-70 in overtime. BYU trailed by only, I say only four points. That was the large lead for Pepperdine was four points. But uh, down two, three, four points most of the second half, BYU got back. Uh, had a late lead in regulation. A free throw might have sealed the deal for BYU. A missed free throw kept the Waves in it, and they got to overtime with BYU. And in the extra session, BYU pulls away to win it by five with Elijah Bryant helping to close the deal for BYU. He scored almost all of BYU's overtime points. Luke Worthington had the only non-Elijah Bryant points. That was this, huge, too. Yeah, it was a huge, too, when he made it uh, in the extra session. BYU 75, and Pepperdine 70 is our final score. And, Mark, it's been long enough that I don't care how it happened. It's just that it happened. Okay, they had four straight losses to Pepperdine here in this building in different ways, but equally uh, disheartening and frustrating each of those setbacks. And and Pepperdine had BYU in a tough spot, having to make big plays late, and BYU made enough to get the win. And so five years and 15 days since BYU's last win in this building, the Cougars are victorious, 75-70. to You take it, you card it, you move on. It's nice to get that monkey off your back and... Listen, we'll talk a lot about BYU and kind of where this team is at right now, but the one thing you can say about them is in the stretch, they perform, particularly Elijah Bryant, but other guys. And we talk, you know, of course, the focus is on Elijah and the shots he made. Jasheer Hardnett, who's great in that second half, by the way, deed up Ross so well in that uh, second half in the overtime. Ross hit a big shot on him, and then from that moment on, uh, Jashir did a great job, and TJ on that last. First of all, Ross couldn't get a shot, so they passed it, and then TJ played that as well as you could defensively on that three. So they're making plays and they're winning. Now, I don't like the fact that they have to make plays to win against these teams, but that says a lot about them. And it's just really curious for me because I, I don't feel like they're kind of in the right mindset right now, and teams really have their number, but they find a way. And that, that's a unique characteristic for any team. And who knows, maybe that will serve them well going forward. But they, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I just played 45 <laughs> minutes, Greg. I really do. These last two games are just killing me. And it's super fun, but it's awful. And I, all those things. But all I know is where's where's me out. So uh, I need to, And then i got to go to Disneyland tomorrow. That, that makes me even more tired. So I, I don't know how I'm going to make it to Saturday, Greg. Well, you'll go to the happiest place on earth with a smile on your face, at least, uh, because BYU found a way to survive this one here tonight. 75-70. to 70. Let's give you some uh, numbers of note. Elijah Bryant, 25 points on 7 of 13 shooting. There was a stretch there in that game where he, he played really well early, kind of quiet middle, and then late really helped BYU get this one done. He goes 8 of 11, by the way, at the free throw line. 25 points, 8 rebounds for Elijah Bryant in 44 minutes of play. No one else played more than 39, so it was uh, Eli carrying the load for BYU. Yoli Childs played 39, scored 18 points, six rebounds, a couple blocks, a couple steals, three assists, so a pretty complete line there for Yoli. T.J. Haas had a quiet night, really quiet, at one for seven and one of five from three, just five points, made two big free throws late in regulation, though, to put BYU in front. He had a team-high five assists. Other scorers, Hardnet with a big nine in this one and made a three at a time when BYU needed someone to step up and make a play, and just sheer Hardnet did that. BYU was uh, nursing a one one point lead when Hardnet hit a big three with under five minutes to go to put BYU up 57 to 53. So Hardnet goes for nine. Nixon goes for eight. 
Five for Haas, I mentioned. Four for Worthington. Three for Cannon. Two for Dastrup. One for Bergerson. Gets you to 75. Pepperdine. Four guys in double figures. Burhau with 12. Ross, 11. Edwards, 10. Dunn, 10. Ross did go four of 11, though, on pressure from Hardnet. Eights for Attaway and Cooper. Six for Udini. Five for Smith. Udini, by the way, makes a three. <laughs> and he's a guy who, coming into tonight, was three for 36 from three this season. A robust 8%. He did make a three in this one. That didn't feel great when he made that shot. Uh, so 70 for Pepperdine. Pepperdine 37 to 33 on the rebounds. BYU was outboarded, and 11 to 6 on the offensive glass for Pepperdine. But on those 11 offensive rebounds, remarkable number, Mark. Only two second chance points for Pepperdine. So BYU never gave up on the play after giving up an offensive rebound. Uh, 13 assists, 15 turnovers for Pepperdine. BYU 16 assists, 14 turnovers, 16 assists on 25 makes, 13 assists on 26 makes for Pepperdine. BYU had seven steals, the Waves eight. BYU two blocks, the Waves three. Miscellaneous categories, BYU plus six in the paint, 38-32. BYU plus five off turnovers, 18-13. to BYU plus five second chance, 7-2. to Pepperdine plus one fast break, 8-7. to Pepperdine plus seven bench, 21-14. to 18 lead changes, 10 ties in this game. Pepperdine's large lead was only four. With 15.30 to go in the game, they had that four-point lead. BYU's large lead was nine, and it came relatively early in this game. BYU led for a little more than 21 minutes. Pepperdine led for almost 17. The game was tied for almost seven. BYU is a winner, 75-70. Time now for the New Skin Data Discovery brought to you by New Skin. Discover the best you. Mark, what did you discover as we uh, decipher all the numbers here tonight? Yeah, I'm looking at minutes. Elijah Bryant plays 44 minutes tonight, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> They needed him for that, but he played 40 the other night at San Francisco. Yoli plays 39, had 45 the other night against San Francisco. TJ's right around 40 each night. That's a heavy burden, and these games wear you out. And uh, that worries me going into San Diego. Uh, I mean, these games are great. They're exciting and fun, and uh, you're glad that you won. But uh, those kind of minutes, I don't know if that can... You know, you get to the tournament, we've seen BYU before when, when they weren't very deep, win a couple games and they're excited, but they just run out of steam. So I, I those kind of numbers worry me, but it also shows how important those guys are. You need Elijah on the floor. You need Yoli on the floor. And uh, so they, they've kind of got, got to suck it up and hope they've got enough energy to get through the rest of the season. How much of a bullet did uh, BYU, or how much did a uh, um, maybe a scare did they kind of avoid in overtime with Yoli Childs going down uh, with that knee injury? Well, that, that looked awful because, you know, it's kind of got the, the play, play had the feel of an injury, like a knee injury, because it was weird. And uh, he, he was awkward, reached back, and he kind of landed on it. And then pounding the ground, holding that knee, uh, that had all the element. We've seen it before, Greg. And for him to come back and, and then still play, uh, that was really important. Obviously, without Yoli, who, I mean, that's a, a death sentence for this team almost. I don't want to go that far, but. That was, uh, that was important that he was okay and that he came back and was able to finish that game. So BYU uh, does move on to San Diego with a W after defeating Pepperdine tonight 75-70. We talked about this week being a chance to kind of uh, right some wrongs because uh, 
Jenny Craig Pavilion and Firestone Fieldhouse have been two really difficult venues for BYU. The Cougars have taken seven losses in these two buildings since joining the West Coast Conference. Four here in Malibu, three down at Jenny Craig. And the Cougars have alternated wins and losses at Jenny Craig, and they're due for a win this year by the pattern. Hopefully that one uh, that win comes two nights from uh, t- or two days from today down at the Slim Gym, Jenny Craig Pavilion. So a chance to go into San Diego and beat a team that's been tough to beat there for BYU. And just a quick note, uh, recapping that final earlier Pacific keeping the heat on BYU and getting within a game of BYU, uh, staying within a game. They beat San Diego 67-55 tonight. So Pepperdine, Damon Stoudemire's team is now a win away from a double-digit conference win campaign. They're 9-6 and six as BYU goes to 10-5. and five. San Diego falls to uh, 8, or rather to 7-8 and eight on this evening. And so uh, BYU... We'll likely not have to worry about San Diego as much as Pacific at this point in that fight for the three seed. We'll see how things shake out down the stretch. All right, much more to come here from Malibu. Mark, anything else before you take a break? No, I was just going to say San Diego's limping along as well. Now, that's a home loss to Pacific, and that'll be an interesting game Saturday because both teams are kind of struggling. And, again, it's not about San Diego overtaking BYU in the standings, but if BYU wants to stay ahead of Pacific, it's a critical game yeah. for them. All right, so that comes Saturday. As for tonight, BYU 75 and Pepperdine 70 in overtime. Our final score, more to come from Firestone Fieldhouse on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The final buzzer has sounded. And today's BYU basketball game is complete. Celius another three. Got it again! Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Exclusive post game coverage of BYU basketball is brought to you by Provo Land Title. In 1966, we started with a simple goal service. 50 years later, that goal is now a tradition. Now, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. For the second game in a row, the Cougars go to overtime. And for the second game in a row, BYU wins in overtime. Cougars with the 75-70 victory on the road at Pepperdine. Welcome in to Cougar Post Game Live. We'll get you back to Malibu coming up in just a second. Let's update you on the only other Mount, or excuse me, West Coast Conference game going on right now. And this is somewhat of a surprise. Well, not somewhat. It is a surprising score. Seven and a half minutes to go. In San Francisco, and number 15, St. Mary's, only leads the Dons by two, 52-50. San Francisco's had a lead for a lot of this game. We'll update you on that if that goes final uh, before we uh, go off the air. Elsewhere, everything else is a final. Number 9, Gonzaga, winning at home over LMU, 76-46. Pacific, keeping the heat on the Cougars. They win at San Diego, where BYU will play on Saturday. 67-55, the final in favor of the Tigers. And Santa Clara gets the road win at Portland, 81-72. Top 25 action. Several upsets for you. We'll start with Houston taking down number five Cincinnati, 67-62. Was Penn State upsetting eighth-ranked Ohio State, 79-56. to Wisconsin defeats number six Purdue, 57-53. to Number 19, Wichita State wins at home over Temple, 93-86. to And number 17, Arizona gets the win in Tempe over 25th-ranked Arizona State, 77-70. Our final tonight from Firestone Field house BYU defeating Pepperdine 75-70 in overtime when we come back I'll update you on a couple of other BYU programs who were playing tonight we'll get to those scores next on Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network
Cougars get the win on the road in overtime, 75-70 over the Pepperdine Waves. Welcome back in to Cougar Post Game Live. Jason Shepard with you. Let's check some other action from other BYU teams playing tonight. We will start with the game that took place before our game at Pepperdine. The BYU women's basketball team was hosting Pepperdine at the Marriott Center. This one was all Cougars, 78-43. The final, the Cougars win going away. BYU back in action Saturday at 12 o'clock Mountain Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BYU TV, hosting the USD Toreros. It was number 7 BYU men's volleyball taking on number 10 Grand Canyon, a game being played in Phoenix. First time these teams have ever met and BYU, nice showing in the first meeting. A sweep. They win 3 nothing. They took set 1, 25-17. 25-20 in set number 2 and 25-17 in set number 3. And BYU softball in Las Vegas. Neutral side game taking on Hawaii. All Cougars 10-1 the final in favor of BYU. That is a wrap for Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, back to Firestone Fieldhouse for the Cougar Locker Room Show. Your final for Malibu, 75-70. BYU beats Pepperdine in overtime. And you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive post-game coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. We'll hand off TJ3, post fires. Oh! Brought to you by Mountain Point Medical Center. Our experienced team puts you and your heart health first. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back courtside here at Firestone Fieldhouse, 1,504 on hand. A lot of BYU fans in the stands as the Cougars beat the Waves by five in overtime, 75-70. to 70. Just here, hard net, nine points, five rebounds, and a steal in 28 minutes of play. Those uh, rebounds, three off a career high. And it was a big scoring night for Jashir on four of eight from the field. Made a huge three in the second half to put BYU up four. And Jashir is our guest here courtside at Firestone Fieldhouse. Jashir, thanks for coming on. Congratulations to you and the guys. Really nice win against a team that uh, played better than its record tonight. Gave you guys a heck of a game down the stretch. Yeah, we definitely are. Uh, we knew coming in it was going to be a hard, tough fight. So uh, we, was mentally, we was mentally prepared for it. Well, Jashir, congratulations, man. I mean, you got to, uh, as a former player, you got to appreciate these kind of wins. That's exciting, and you played great. You uh, maybe talk about the defensive assignment late in the in the second half and in overtime. You had Ross, and I thought you did a heck of a job on him. Yeah, uh, well, I constantly say that I take uh, defense personally. So, um, me just having the mindset that I got, I was just like, you know, the team needs it, and I don't want nobody to just score. So let me kind of take in on this and play defense as best as I can. You had tried a couple threes, neither had dropped, and then you got a chance to, to shoot from three in the second half with your team up one. Any hesitation there? It was a beautiful shot put BYU up four. Uh, no, they, uh, I knew I could make the shot. I practiced, you know, and work out in the gym. So that's a shot I constantly make, you know, just a couple off at the beginning. And it wasn't off too bad, so I knew I was kind of, you know, in motion to make one. Late in the game, I forget, Mark, if it was regulation or overtime, when that ball goes, I thought it was a dribble out of bounds that Josh here, he was stripped on the far sideline. You didn't you didn't touch the ball last. No, I didn't, and he said it hit my knee, but it did not hit my knee. Okay, I called it off of you on my first live view. I didn't get a look at a replay, but you say they hit it, didn't touch you, and they made the wrong call on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just uh, it was in the middle of the game. You know, they, they he right there by the bench, and they bench went crazy saying it was off my knee, so he kind of like went with them. 
So that was not the case. In the end, it didn't matter because BYU comes back to win it. But this was a game with huge plays down the stretch. It was it was never more than you know a one possession game. It seemed like most of the last six seven minutes in that kind of game. Um, do, do, do you feel uh, more inspired to perform, or, or is it is it tighter as a team? How did you kind of sense it out there? Oh, we definitely locked in as a team. You know, we wanted to come up here and get this win, so we kind of uh, stuck together. You know, uh, we've been putting situations like this in practice. And, you know, we've been through other games like that also. So, you know, we kind of wanted this win. Just here, it seems like teams uh, are trying to take you late in shot clocks, you know, limit possessions, and then drive hard, trying to get a foul or score at the rim. Do you expect that from teams at this point? Is, you, is that what you talk about in your game plan, that teams are going to try and really slow things down? Because that seemed to be what uh, what San Francisco did tonight and uh, other teams and probably what San Diego will do. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, this is pretty much a guard conference. So, you know, coming in, I already knew that was going to be the uh, aspect of everything. You know, uh, people could get hit me with, you know, seven-footers and six-tens off ball screen and get me out the way to try to go from there. So I definitely did. Even though you guys were down late and it was a grinder, you know it can't be any worse than what you had against San Francisco on Saturday when you're down seven in the final minute. So knowing, knowing that you've done that, I guess you always feel like you've got a shot, right? Yeah, right. So we're, we've done it before. We've been in that position before. So it's kind of like, you know, let's make it happen again. Just your hard dance, our guest. More from Sheer coming up as we continue. 75-70, BYU beats Pepperdine in overtime here in Malibu on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU picks up its 10th league win this season. BYU now 10-5 and in the WCC, defeating Pepperdine by a score of 75-70 in overtime. Waves fall to 1-14, and and Marty Wilson's last season as head coach. Uh, Jashir Hardnett, our guest here courtside. Jashir, nine points in the win for BYU. How, how much do you think that uh, a coach's departure has on a team, or the effect has on a team like Pepperdine, who is kind of playing for their guy here down the stretch? Yeah, we definitely have a big, you know, a big part of the team. You know, definitely in the middle of the season, so... You know, either it was going to come out two ways. Either they were just going to not play as hard because, you know, they just had a lot going on, or they were just going to play as hard for their coach, and they came out playing very hard for their coach. Jashir, what, what what's the sense of this team? I mean, obviously you get a big win on the road. Those are always great. You're excited in the locker room. But maybe as a team that's won four games, they've struggled. Uh, I, I mean, how, what, what's the feeling in the locker room after a game like this? Maybe it shouldn't have been this close, but then – but then again, you made great plays to get a win. Yeah, well, uh, on the road games and conference is definitely a hard. So, you know, we're excited to, you know, come up here and get a W any way it goes. Pacific Pacific went on the road tonight to San Diego, kept the heat on you guys. They're one game back of you in the standings as they beat the Toreros. That's your challenge next. So San Diego's coming off a home loss to bring you guys into their place on Saturday afternoon. Quick turnaround. You guys are going to get to San Diego tonight, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we got a bus ride for maybe two hours, uh, get there, you know, get rest. And in the morning, we'll start on San Diego. All right, I was really happy that uh, Yoli got up off the floor there in overtime when he went down with that knee injury. I was a little worried there for a second. How about you? Yeah, that was a scare moment, you know, for him and how he's, how he's playing for us. It would have been kind of a bad thing if he would have not been able to overcome that injury. Looks okay. We'll get an update from Coach Rose in a bit. So, Sheer, it's uh, three straight wins now, three wins in a row for you guys after you bounce back from back-to-back losses. So just hope to keep it rolling, right? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. That's our mindset, and that's how we're coming in in each game trying to win. All right, way to get it done tonight. Congratulations uh, to you and the guys. All right, thank you. All right, thanks a lot. Just Sheer Hartnett, uh, Coach. Coach Dave Rose coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's time to get the final word on today's game from head coach Dave Rose. I'm really proud of our guys. I just think that, uh, you know, you go to the last 80 minutes that we've played and you've seen a lot of fight. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Post Game Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain Point Medical Center. Our experienced team puts you and your heart health first. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU 75, Pepperdine 70 is our final score in overtime. BYU wins back-to-back overtime games and wins a third straight game overall. And in Dave Rose's 13th season as head coach, BYU's won double-digit league games, 10 or more in all 13 seasons. That is also hard to do. BYU now 10-5 and in the West Coast Conference. Coach Dave Rose with us here courtside. And Coach Rose, lots of different ways to win a basketball game. Tonight is another exhibit uh, to that end. And, uh, wow, you just found a way to get it done. Yeah, this was a really hard-fought game. And I, I think that, uh, you know, we, 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 we didn't. If you had to kind of evaluate what we were really good at tonight, I think that defensively we, that's what won this game for us. I think we had uh, segments of time during this, this, this game where we were just really determined defensively. Offensively, we never really got – we had a nice little rhythm early in the game where we got that eight- or nine-point lead, uh, but then it just became really hard, you know, for us to get in a rhythm scoring and uh, – you know, we missed a few free throws uh, at times when you thought that maybe that would put us over the hump. But uh, we stayed in there and really fought defensively. And I thought that uh, after those first early five offensive rebounds that they had in the first few minutes, they went through the whole rest of the game and the overtime with just to getting six offensive rebounds. And so that uh, was is a good way to finish off those defensive possessions. In addition to Josh, you're making some really big shots at big times. He also had to handle uh, Colby Ross. Ross ends up four for 11 tonight, and and Josh here really put forth an effort working on him. He really did, and and uh, you know he's a he's a really good scorer, and you could see that uh, he had good challenge, you know, shots, but. Uh, he made a couple really big ones at, at, at big times, but it didn't discourage him. Sheard stayed right in there. and I think McKay had him a few times, uh, but it was uh, a, a combination of our group that, uh, you know, guarded him and, 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 you know, held him below his average, which is a, a good thing. Well, Coach, uh, great. Congratulations on the win. I, I know how much each win means, and uh, these guys seem to have something about them that they, they're going to, get those kind of wins at the end and that says a lot about the group you know the last couple games have been a real grind uh teams taking the air out of the ball and then driving late getting to the free throw line uh you know getting to the rim it seems to kind of be the the approach teams are taking with you uh, you know how, how do you address that uh can you do things to speed up a game other than just trying to get a lead early i mean I, I, it just seems like that's kind of the approach teams are taking and they're having success they're being really physical, and, and it's I, you know we've been in this league long enough to realize that it's really hard to to speed things up. Gonzaga is probably the best at it, and they've got uh, a really deep bench, and they can just keep bringing guys in. But uh, you know it's way easier to slow a game down than it is to speed it up. And uh, I, I just really concentrate on on the execution and and our ability to to have one of the best. Uh, half-court executing offensive teams in the country. And if that's what you have, then that's kind of what you you got to play for. It's hard at this time of the year to kind of change things up. We've had that experience exactly the other way where we need to be a better half-court defensive team. 
uh, in later in the year. And what we're really good at is is transition, and it's hard after teams have played you twice and they're really determined, the the, the you know to keep the, the pace down, and they're really physical with you. I mean, Yoli's, you know, he 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 came down on his knee a little awkwardly, but he, you know, he's got you know bumps on his on his head on his forehead and and, and you know he, he, they're just really physical and they knock guys around they're really physical with uh with elijah but elijah's physical presence can actually compete back they're really physical with tj i mean they know that those are the three guys that you know can uh, you know can really have big nights against them and you know the the, the result tonight is that you know sheer gives us a really good game and uh, Dalt came in and gave us you know, really good minutes. McKay gave us great minutes, uh, and and Luke Luke had a good night for us. So that's you know those are all players that uh, that help make it happen. But I'll, I'll still say that the most important thing is trying to win the game, and uh, I, I I think these guys are uh, dialed in on that concept, and that's a good thing at this time of year. Dave Rose with us here on the BYU Creamery postgame coaches show, and you got only one basket from somebody not named Elijah Bryant in overtime, but what a basket it was. A jump hook from the baseline by Luke <laughs> Worthington when you're down two with about two yeah. minutes to go. A great play. It's exactly the, the execution. He was the one that was open. His guy came over and helped. He sealed him. We got it to him, and he made a, a big-time shot down there. And uh, You know, one, one thing about Luke, I'm telling you, this this kid is uh, is a great leader, and you know, he, we had a meeting a few weeks ago, and, you know, we're talking about everybody and everything and what we can do. And as a captain, he kind of stood up and he says, hey, this is what I believe. I believe everyone in this locker room can give a little bit more. Let's give a little bit more, me included. Everybody can do it. And I, I think it's had a real, real positive effect on everyone. Before the break, Coach Rose, a lot of teams in this league, and really nationally, when they're losing at halftime, they end up losing a lot of those games. And you've trailed 11 times at halftime this year, including – tonight and you won five of the 11 so you're five and six but of a 50 50 proposition when trailing at halftime so you've been a good comeback team and tonight was another example of that well i, I think these guys are really determined and I, I i do think that uh our ability to execute late in the game on both ends of the floor is uh is where we're improved uh, obviously you want to go in at halftime and be ahead and, and you lead the whole game and you know all those things that are, are fun to do as a coach and as a team <laughs> but uh uh, I, I, I do believe these guys believe in themselves, and they believe in each other, and that's kind of allowed us to do this. Dave Rose with us. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More comments from the coach from Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu. BYU wins it here at Firestone. 75-70 is our final in overtime on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, Pepperdine's large lead was four, but they had a lead for a lot of the second half, forcing BYU to come back and win it late, and late they did in overtime by a score of 75-70. to 70. Pepperdine falls to 4-23. and 23. BYU improves to 21-7. and seven. Those 21 wins, one away from last year's total total of uh, uh, 22 by the end of the season. Dave Rose with us. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant here courtside. Next up, Coach Rose, and like right now, you guys go to San Diego. Get on a bus, and you'll be in San Diego uh, by, by midnight or thereabouts. And uh, they were... A home loser tonight to Pacific. Damon's guys went down there and got a win. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you what. Pacific is uh, obviously the, the team that, uh, uh, you know, has really come kind of from out of nowhere. I mean, Damon's done such a good job, he and his staff, of uh, of replacing, you know, basically the, almost the entire roster and put a team together that, 
you know, had a hard time in the preseason, and but but they, you know, went to Air, when I, I talked about this before, they went to Air Force and beat them really bad at Air Force. And I go, whoa, I know how hard it is to win in there and what what kind of environment that is, and and so uh, knew they were going to be a pretty good team. But they've won a lot of close games. That, that's a, that's a really big win. You go down there and and put them away, win by 12. We'll have to watch it and see how it all came out. But you know, Greg, I I think that I want to talk about something just for a minute here. I, I know we need to get to San Diego, but Something happened this week that is is probably as exciting for me and uh, our guys, uh, you know, over the years, and, and 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 basically a lot of of our program. I mean, when Kyle Collinsworth signed a three-year contract with the Mavericks, you know, you think, oh, that's great, good for him. You know, it is really hard for return missionaries to make the league, and I talk about it every day with guys, with recruits, with kids, with youngsters, and. I don't know. I don't know the fact for sure, but I think Britton Johnson might be the last return missionary with a with an NBA contract. And for Kyle to be able to do what he's done in the past year or two uh, in the in the G League and just stay with that game. I saw him in in our annex all summer long, every night, sometimes two times every morning, sometimes at night, two times. A, he brought guys in to work him out, trainers, and for him, you know, for him to be able to. Uh, to do that, I watched him the other night play 31 minutes against. Uh, uh, gosh, who was I think it was, was the it Rockets. Houston? I think it was Houston, the Rockets. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm so happy for him. I think that he he's a guy that has talked about it for years and years, and and that mission really affects the NCA. I mean, it really affects the NBA and your ability to kind of fit in there. And he found a spot in Dallas, and I uh, just why I want to congratulate him. I want to encourage him and. And just uh, all the other kids out there that have that part of their life, kind of planned for them to believe, to believe that it's something that can happen, and and you can't make, you can't trick it, you can't, you know, surprise it. You got to just go out and work and make it happen, and uh, and hopefully our guys will realize that, you know, a four-year career here at BYU uh, and a two-year mission still gives you that opportunity to make that happen for you. And uh, I want to, I mean, I know, you know, Kyle's mom and dad have got to be, uh, you know, the, some of the happiest people in Utah County for, for that happening. And there's a lot of bad stuff that's going on right now, and we, we all, we, it seems to get all the coverage. But the fact that uh, that has happened is, I think, is really big for our Valley and our program and uh, their family. So there you go. That's what I got. Well, certainly you were aware about of this about Kyle, but when I had Chase Foster on my radio show a couple weeks ago, he was talking about Kyle and the Mavs, and he said, maybe not everyone knows that the Mavs were like Kyle's favorite team. Yeah, grow, yeah, and, Dirk, and Dirk was like his guy. Yeah, well, his dog was named Dirk when I started recruiting him, you know, and they come over there, and he says, yeah, there's my dog, Dirk. <laughs> and now he is dishing so Dirk. Now he's, he's having now a chance. Now he's to, Dirk's dog. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you this, but one thing about Kyle, I mean, i never seen a kid come back from an injury like he did. I mean, he was so diligent, so disciplined, and so uh, with that ACL and got back early and, you know, got back for the team. And he didn't miss. He missed a couple exhibition games and some, maybe a few minutes in, in a couple games. But th- that stems from when he came home from his mission and we sat and talked about all, a lot of different things. And he told me of his experience about learning to speak Russian. I go, you know what, this kid can do about anything he wants. I mean, because that's that's a really hard thing. And it's the first couple of weeks of his mission, he was just going to try to just get through it. And then he realized, you know what, this is not going to work if I don't <laughs> learn this language. And he got up an hour and a half early every morning, had a had a 
box full of sugared uh, cereal, you know, that he was just keeping him awake, popping that thing, you know, trying to learn that language. And he said, after I learned it, had it down, I was way overweight, so I had to kind of, you know, go on a, a weight program. But uh, And now he's, he eats as, probably as well as anybody yeah, on the planet. Fanatic. You know, yeah. he's got his own books and, you know, advice to people. But... Uh, I, uh, I, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy for him, and, and I know that, uh, you know, his wife Shay's got a great thing going with those two guys right now. I've got, uh, you know, really pretty nice. If they could get together in the same town, it'd probably be a little bit better. But uh, <laughs> at some point, yeah. But their life, they're both living their dream and their passion, and I'm happy for them. Two amazing athletes, yep. Well, amen to all that about Kyle. One guy, you know, is doing great things for you on the court, and, and, and you know, took a lot of the on his shoulders to get that win was Elijah. You you want to get him the ball. The other team knows you want to get him the ball, and he made a couple nice plays at the end. What do you do? You seem like you ran the same play a couple times. What do you do to get him the ball in that situation? Well, you know, we wanted to we wanted to isolate the floor with uh, Yo and and, uh, and Elijah and see what they do. And, and if they both go to Elijah, then we we're going to be able to you know get a, a nice play for Yo. But they kept going underneath the screen, and Yo would roll hard and. Uh, stay with them they stayed with them and that's why we ran it again and then ran it again because of the you know and eli's smart enough to know that if that thing closes off he can you know lift that thing up to yoli and uh you know i uh one, one thing about pepperdine that has caused us problems for years is is their physical athletic presence and so it was important for us to finish this thing off with probably our two most physical most, most athletic guys have the ball in their hand and i think that uh, paid off for us well, finally, Coach, a double-digit league wins again for BYU for your 13th straight year. Kudos on that. You're 10-5. and five. Pacific's one game back, you 9-6. and six. Then there's a three-way logjam in tie for fifth with San Diego, USF, and Santa Clara now, all 7-8 and eight because it just went final on the hilltop. 70-63, to 63, USF beats St. Mary's. So the Gales go from winning about, what, 20 in a row to losing back-to-back games. Welcome to league in the stretch run. Yeah, good for Kyle, you know. I mean... <laughs> It's crazy. I, I never, as a youngster in this business, thought much about what the other guy was going through. But as I get a little bit older, I, I kind of think about, uh, you know, like tonight we were with Marty and his whole situation. And, and and Kyle took took a tough one the other night, you know, and for his guys to stay together and to get it back at home and uh, to, you know, beat a top 25 team, uh, a really good team. And, um, that, I, I mean, hey. It's hard to win games. Everybody's trying. Both teams are trying really hard, and uh, you know that's that, that's good for our league. Uh, yep. That's uh, you know it's, re- it's really good for Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and third game I, up now. Yeah, I think that uh, you know they were St. Mary's was still kind of in the driver's seat in my opinion because the Zags still have to come to our place, and I think yeah. that'll be a like normal. It's a really competitive game, and uh, you know I I told you on Tuesday that what I wanted to happen is them to lose all of it, us to win all of ours. We got one down. Yeah. We didn't get the Zags to lose all theirs, but uh, I, uh, I I do know that's a really tough place to play, and uh, you know surprised by the score, but uh, in some ways not. Okay, got to get you on the bus, but last last thing, uh, nice to win in Malibu, right? Yeah, yeah, it is nice, and this is a. This has been a you know tough place for us, and even this game tonight, you know, wasn't the same flow that we normally have. But we we got it out. We I think we played possession by possession, and we didn't we didn't uh, you know just kind of shoot ourselves in the foot. And 
and got a big win. Huge win for these guys. All right, have a safe ride tonight. We'll see you in San Diego. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. That's Dave Rose. We're going to come back and wrap it up here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. All right, so back here at the Firestone Fieldhouse, Malibu, California. 1,500 and change on hand to watch BYU defeat Pepperdine in overtime by a score of 75-70. to And the real surprise story of the night came in San Francisco, USF over St. Mary's, 70-63. to That is a final. So uh, giving you the final rundown of the night in the West Coast Conference and how the standings shape up as a result. Gonzaga, no trouble at home against LMU, 76-46. to Zags go to 14-1 and and now solo first in the West Coast Conference. Remember, folks that uh, Gonzaga was picked to finish second to St. Mary's unanimously in preseason polling, and now the Gonzags have a one-game lead with three games to play, and they will finish the season, of course, at BYU, so work to be done for the Zags and for BYU, of course. BYU a winner. Uh, St. Uh, St. Mary's a loser. That final score, USF 70, BYU, uh, St. Mary's 63. So with those results, Gonzaga goes to 14-1. and St. Mary's falls to 13-2 and after opening up 13-0 and in league. BYU solo third. At 10 and 5, following the Cougs 75-70 win, Pacific keeps the heat on BYU. Wins at San Diego tonight, 67 to 55. The Tigers go to 9 and 6. One more win, and Damon Stoudemire will have a double-digit win total in conference this year. Remarkable story there for the Tigers. San Diego with the loss falls to 7 and 8. USF with the win goes to 7 and 8. And Santa Clara with a win tonight at Portland, 81-72, goes to 7 and 8. So there is a four-way tie for fifth, a three-way tie for fifth in the West Coast Conference. Then down at eighth place, Portland is four and eleven following their home loss. LMU three and twelve following the loss at Gonzaga, and Pepperdine now one and fourteen after tonight's home loss to BYU. There's your scores and your standings. All right, next up it is BYU at San Diego, one o'clock Pacific time, two o'clock uh, one uh, one o'clock. Pacific time, 2 o'clock Mountain Time tip on Saturday, so a 1 o'clock Mountain Time radio pregame for BYU and USD from Jenny Craig Pavilion there in San Diego. That'll do it for tonight. Our thanks to our Cougar Nation audience tuning in wherever you were or are this evening. It was a wild one. Nerve-wracking game here tonight, but BYU gets it done in overtime, 75-70. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Carter Malloy, our control board operator back east, along with our network manager, Mike Tingle, coordinating producer, Dave Shook, our BYU broadcast and control board operator, Tanner Wilkinson, tonight, and our studio host, Jason Shepard, of course, for all those folks. Our thanks. For Kyle Chilton, BYU's Basketball Media Relations Director. For Roger Horn from Pepperdine, who does the same thing. We appreciate their help and all we had to do to get tonight's game on the air and ready for you all. And for my color commentary colleague, partner, Mark Durant, my name is Greg Rubel. Thanking you again for tuning in. Final score, BYU 75, Pepperdine 70 here in overtime. So in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin. BYU Sports Network, good night and so long from Malibu, California.